Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, January 4th, 2024, with your host, me, uh, don't forget to get that out the door price, and a good-looking guy, Zach. How are you today, handsome? Doing great, Dad. The car market, folks, it has flipped. We've got all of the data from Q4, and that's not what's most important. What's most important is all of the uh, conjecture and commentary around the sales data in the automotive industry. The reason this is important for everyone that tunes into this show, it's important because we are going to continue to see aggressive incentives and downward pressure on car prices in 2024. Before we jump into the quotes and things there, that every sign points to 2024 yes. being a year of cool down, slow down, whatever you want to call it for the industry and a year of opportunity for consumers after coming off of two years of it being a terrible market to be a customer, really, really difficult to find deals, really difficult to negotiate, and really great for profit margins. I just want to start today's show off. Like 24 is the year of flippage in the auto industry. We'll read some of the quotes in the conjecture in just a moment here. But do you agree or disagree with my take? We, we seem to have flippage, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, it's the, the first time this year, by the way, Wes is right. It's the first time this year it has flipped. Yes. It'll likely yes. flip a few more times between now and December 31st. Well, probably just between now and tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll have me doing a video later today about flippage. Um, you know, it, it just it appears that that manufacturers, dealers um, are agreeing to the fact that the halcyon days of shooting fish in a barrel uh, are over, okay? You didn't have to do anything to sell a car during COVID other than show up. You didn't have to have any sales skills. You didn't even have to justify the, the $5,000, $20,000, $30,000 market adjustments because, I don't know, there were morons out there that were willing to pay it and did. In in his opinion, they were morons. They, yeah, yes, okay, in my opinion, <laughs> in, in my opinion, these these people um, shirked a certain uh, a certain um, intelligence quotient um, that would suggest that perhaps maybe they were moronic in in what they were doing. And lots and, of market adjustments over the past two years. You're spot on. No market adjustments in today. I mean, we 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 talked about it on an earlier show. Dead C8 Corvettes from one of our dealer partners up to $4,000 under sticker price. And, and there's still some regions of the country where dealers are trying to get yes. over MSRP. So to your point, I, I hear you. So, so you know, dealers seem to have accepted the fact that um, it's they have, to, they have to revert to the car business prior to COVID. Manufacturers have accepted the fact that they're going to have to return to uh, marketing tactics, tactics that they had to use prior to COVID. So... Yes, that indicates that there's there's some type of flippage going on. Now, the American public is going to holler at the top of their lungs that, well, but taking three thousand dollars off on a vehicle that went up twenty thousand dollars, you're not really doing us any favors. That very well might be the case, but it's still three thousand dollars less than what it had been. Um, so if I, I I said it in 2023. I'm sure I'll say it a zillion times in 2024. If you're expecting prices to go to pre-COVID levels, okay, that part's not going to happen. 
Now, will we see discounts um, that represent the same type of percentage off that we saw prior to COVID? More than likely, yes. The problem is that the discounts, that percentage of discount is off a much higher priced vehicle than it was before. But the level of discount will probably be pretty close to what it was pre-COVID. Definitely. We're going to jump into some of the commentary as well as the data. Before we do, just want to come here to Jason. Jason, thank you for the contribution for the show. No focused, uh, not focused, no focused interest in cars. Thank you. Still yeah. love the channel. I'm learning so much about the markets. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for being here, Jason. We appreciate yeah. you being a part of the community. Dad, what I found fascinating, so we can we can click through some of the data here, is the largest uh, sales year for the industry since 2019. Everyone, yeah. for the most part, eked out. You can see it here, GM and Ford, some sales wins, Stellantis being one of the brands that didn't. Dad, what I really want to focus on is if you scroll all the way down to the last section of this article, and then we're going to jump over to some of the data that Edmonds just put yes. out yesterday. The last part of this article right here. What a great <laughs> quote. Yeah, this is a great quote. This is yes. this is the sign of the times for the industry. This is from the CEO of Hyundai Motor America, Randy Parker. Maybe we can get Randy Parker on the show one of these days. That would be great. Quote, the competition is going to be arguably very heated in 2024. Everybody is going to have inventory. Everybody's going to be back marketing and advertising, sales, promoting merchandising, putting incentives in the marketplace. It's going to be monthly hand-to-hand -hand combat versus our key competitors. No one, and I mean absolutely no one, was communicating anything along those lines 18 months ago, 12 months ago, two years ago. No, no. one. No. There was no cash on the hood. There were no Wisnowskis. There was nothing going on, right? This you, is you, the you, must, you must explain a Wisnowski. You brought it up. So now you have to explain what a Wisnowski is. A sign on a car that says, was this price, now this price is a Wisnowski. Uh, even I know cars. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Never yeah. worked a day at a dealership, but I know this stuff. But Dad, <laughs> this, is, this is the CEO of Hyundai America. And let's be very real here. Hyundai North America has very limited inventory compared to their peers. If this yeah. is the CEO of Hyundai North America saying we're going back to, quote, hand-to-hand -hand combat versus our key competitors because we are going to be investing in, quote, marketing, advertising, sales, promoting, merchandising, and putting incentives in the marketplace, what the hell do you think the CEOs internally are saying at all the domestic brands, German brands? I mean, the market has flipped. The reality is that this is not... COVID car sales anymore. And it's going to be difficult to actually move metal. You're going to have to incentivize it. I've got some exciting news on that front in just a moment. But I mean, this, this is the reality. The reality is that car dealers, dealerships will have to get back into the car business. And what do I mean by that? You know, for the past three years, literally, um, Salespeople would say, hey, if you don't want it, the next guy will. Well, the problem with that today is when they say, if you don't want it, the next guy will, the next guy isn't there anymore. Okay. They're not, they're not beating down the doors to come into the dealership to buy the products. So, the, you know, and, and, and you're going to say, but yes, sales were up in, in, in uh, 2023. They were to the highest level they had been since 2019, but still far below the the heydays of, I think, like 2015 to 2019, when there were several years in there where, where they were selling 
17 million plus new cars a year, as opposed to, well, the 15.5 million that they sold last year. You know, that's that's one and a half million cars that are missing. So you can, you can say, yeah, but it's up. Yeah, it is up. But it's it's down in comparison historically. And and so salespeople are actually going to have to um relearn the skills that it took to maneuver somebody through the process of buying a car. It's it for some salespeople, it'll be a whole new world, a world that they've never experienced before. Definitely. Yeah. No, you're gonna see a lot of uh, turnover in this space. I gotta I gotta one point though. Because everyone, you're going to see the headlines, like on Nightly News tonight, you might hear see the headlines, car sales uh, skyrocket in December, strong 2023, what's in store for 2024, all that stuff. You're going to see it in the, in the traditional media. We've got US light vehicle sales here. This is what we've got so far reported from OEMs of 500, and this is December 2023, 589,028 vehicles is what they've got from, from these OEMs uh, yes. in automotive space. Now, now look at this, Dad. If I scroll down just a little bit to fleet sales, fleet shipments are projected to be 227,660. So I'm not saying that half, you know, or 30, 40% of the cars sold last month were fleet vehicles, but I'm just looking at the numbers that are presented here in the yes. Automotive News article. It says fleet sales, which suffered in October and November in the wake of the UAW strike against the Detroit Three, will rebound in December, analysts say. Fleet shipments are projected to tally 227,660 in December, up 14% year over year when adjusted for selling days. Quote, December is expected to show a return to stronger fleet activity, and these sales could have big impact on the month's final tally, said Charlie Chesbrough senior economist at Cox Automotive. So I'm not trying to, I mean, there's other data and things like that, but you've got <laughs> 227,000 cars sold in December that were fleet sales. Yes. What percentage of cars were sold, retail delivery report, like we talk about on this show all the time, but were sent into service loaner fleet? Probably another 10% of everything that's out there would be my guess, somewhere around 10%. And then you have what was actually sold to consumers. The numbers are not, my point here, it's the numbers are not nearly as strong as everyone's going to make them out to be. That's my point. Um, well, you know, what's what's my favorite saying? Uh, liars figure and figures lie. Um, you can make the figures say whatever you want them to say. Um, and you can say, yeah, we had a strong December. But if 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 30 percent of December was fleet sales, guess what we didn't have? We didn't really have a strong retail December. Um, there are dealers out there that are sitting on so much inventory uh that it's that it's just killing them to write the check to the finance company for that inventory every month and they are 100%. and 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 they're wondering where their customers are um so you know we talked about it yesterday we'll probably talk about it every day forever and if if 83% of the American people feel as if they can't participate in buying a new vehicle, and that's statistically what they found. Um, they being Cox Automotive. They being Cox Automotive when they did a survey of, of people. Uh, that that leaves, you know, not, not being good at math, but that leaves the 17% who think they can. And not every one of the 17% is actually actively out there trying to buy a car. So 
that's where it's going to become hand-to-hand combat between manufacturers and and basically hand-to-hand combat between customers and salespeople. At, at a certain point, dealerships, many of the dealerships out there are just going to, to accept the old axiom in the car business, which is, what do we got to do to move the metal? Just move the metal. You know, if you got somebody that's breathing and is qualified to be able to, to, to buy the vehicle, then you figure out a way, if they've expressed an interest in it, then you figure out a way to make sure they go home with it. And and figuring that out doesn't necessarily mean you have to make a big profit or any profit. You know, sometimes winning is is selling a car by losing money, but you've gotten it off your floor plan. You've relieved yourself of one more unit. Maybe you took in a trade that you can then retail and make some money on. Um, you gave your you gave your uh, finance department an opportunity to pick up some money there. You created a new customer for parts and service. So sometimes losing money is actually winning at a dealership, and that's what we're going to get back to. Couple thoughts. Uh, one, we should conduct our own survey with our audience about uh, questions around vehicle affordability. So yes. I'm just planting that seed. If you all in the chat want to leave some ideas for questions we should ask, because Cox Automotive, we've referenced it all the time. They asked, I think it was a thousand people that said they were in the market to buy a car. They asked them, you know, around vehicle affordability, and only 17% of people said they could afford to buy a new car. We should conduct our own survey. I would love to invest in that. Yes. I think it would be an absolute no brainer. The other thing I wanted to bring up that is we had an incredibly thoughtful contribution come through. I want to uh, put you on the spot here in just a second with some trivia. But before we do outsider reviews, thank you for the contribution. If a dealer is offering 4% interest rate with $1,500 financing rebate, what would you negotiate if they have 50 of that vehicle in stock? The dealer is offering 4% interest rate. Yeah, fifteen hundred financing rebate. I, I, if they I have just, fifty of the thing in stock. I would, I would just negotiate the hell out of it. Exactly. I would, I would, you know, um, if it, it, first of all, it depends on what the MSRP is. And and so you need, if, if, if the MSRP of the vehicle say like 60 grand and you figure that there's a 10% profit margin in there. So that means their, their invoice price was probably somewhere around $54,000. Okay. How close can you negotiate the price of the vehicle down to that $54,000 or below that? Uh, and, and, and you just keep fighting for that number. And if they have 50 of them in stock and say it's January, and I'm just judging that since it's this is a Canadian dollar um, a donation, that it's pretty flipping cold in Canada, and they're probably not seeing a whole lot of customers coming in in January, that you fight tooth and nail till you get close to that 54 grand or less. A 2023 VW ID4 probably doesn't have 10% margin, 10% spread from invoice to MSRP. Maybe it has probably. eight. Maybe it has yeah, probably six. Like, yeah, six uh, to eight would be my guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But and still. and 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 if I'm not mistaken, an ID4 is an EV. Okay. And EVs, one of the downfalls of an EV, and I know everybody says, well, Ray doesn't like Tesla. Uh, so he doesn't like any EV. I don't know. I just, I just know one of the downfalls of an EV is that in cold weather climates, it robs 
the batteries of range. If an ID4 has a range of, say, 320 miles, it might lose 20 to 25 percent of that range in cold weather climates, <clears throat> which to me would make it even less desirable in Canada. So, knowing that, I'd keep fighting. <laughs> invoice or below. I would say yes. invoice or below. That is uh, 100% what I would be shooting for. Now, Pops, I got a question for you. Yes. Last month, we, yes. we helped 11 members of the Car Edge community and the Ray and Zach channel community purchase their brand new Mazda from our dealer partner through yes. Car Edge. They bought their Mazda through Car Edge. It was incredible. 11 people feel really proud about that. We were offering in December, in conjunction with Mazda 0% financing offers, $500 below invoice on 2024 Mazdas and $1,000 below invoice on 2023s. Yes. What do you think we negotiated with the same dealer group? Again, if you're interested in buying a, a Mazda through Car Edge, you can just go to CarEdge.com and see. Before we go there, Dad, I want to put you on the spot. What do you think we were able to negotiate knowing that it's now January, they don't have a huge allocation of new inventory? Like, What do you think we were able to get? And this is indicative of what's going on in the industry. Um, well, I... I... Uh, I don't know. I, I would think similar discounts. Similar discounts? Okay. Yeah. So you, you'd say they're close. Okay. Yeah. They actually got better, which I am really proud of my negotiating skills and also slightly in disbelief. Yeah. We are now at that. If you go to caredge.com, you scroll down. 3.5% below invoice on 2023s. So that adds up to more than $1,000. Wow. 3% below invoice on the 23 Miatas. Because those are supposed to be hot sellers moving fast, and they're not. They got three well, percent well, below on those. Well, they are just not in January. <laughs> exactly. So get your hands on one now. And yeah. two percent below invoice on twenty fours, which is more than five hundred dollars. When I got these numbers, when we were negotiating yes. with them, I thought to myself, "Damn, we did good." It averages out to an additional two hundred and ten dollars across the lineup in in uh, in savings across all the vehicles. So I am really impressed because Mazda was one of the brands that actually had an increase in sales of 45% year over year for the month of December with our dealer partner. Again, you can buy through Car Edge if you're in the Southeast of the United States. If you're outside the Southeast, you got to pay for your shipping, which makes it a little bit cost prohibitive. But you can now get your hands on even more significant discounts in January, man. And the kicker here, Dad, what I'm super impressed with, yes. taking some of the kudos away from us, Mazda steps up. On the 23s, on certain models, there's $3,000 in cash incentives. There's $1,500 in cash incentives on some. So like automakers are still putting money, like, like that Hyundai uh, uh, CEO said. Yes. And it's not, just, it's not just the imports you and I were talking before the show. It, the Silverado, man, there's some areas of the country right now where you get yes. $10,000 in incentives on a Chevy yeah. Silverado. Like, what? In January? This is indicative of the market flipping year over year. Like this is the new normal for the industry. Whether you go to Car Edge and you buy a Mazda through us, or you go to your Chevy dealer and get ten grand off, like this is not end of year, and the and the deals are equally as good, if not better. Um, in some cases, you know, now you, now you look at those Mazda numbers, and yes, um, there was upwards of three thousand and fifteen hundred hours off um, if you lived in the in the appropriate zip codes in Georgia and North Carolina. A lot of the programs are truly regionalized. Uh, if you want to save money on a Silverado, Miami, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, that's where some deals are. I mean, it doesn't get much more regionalized than saying, 
Yeah, you can get this deal in Miami, Florida. You can't get it anywhere else. I mean, these are there. These are the times when manufacturers look at certain markets and make the adjustments that are necessary in that particular marketplace. They know what their inventory levels are. They know what inventory will be coming into those areas. And that is what um, allows them to determine how much marketing assistance and incentives there should be in those areas. So, you know, we see up, upwards of $3,000 cash for 23 Mazdas in Georgia and North Carolina, where you it, that that same vehicle might only have $1,500 in cash in Omaha. I mean, I don't yeah, know, um, but these incentives can be extremely regionalized. And if you don't, if you're not registering the vehicle in the appropriate zip code, you're not going to qualify for that incentive. But it does yeah. indicate that the manufacturers realize something that we've talked about for the last 18 months. And that's with high interest rates comes an affordability crisis. And, and we have seen that crisis. And this is how they're trying to address that. And and let's face it, 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 the only way you can address it is either lower the damn interest rates or put enough money on the trunk to get people to buy them, to be able to lower the price enough where somebody could say, even though I don't really need a car right now or I didn't anticipate getting a car right now, the deal is so good that I can't walk away from it. And and many of the manufacturers... It's this quote, it's this quote Ted. It's yes. This quote. Yeah, this is the quote. Everyone frame this, screenshot this. This is... Um, the competition is going to be arguably very heated in 2024. Everybody is going to have inventory. Everybody's going back to marketing and advertising, sales, promoting, merchandising, and putting incentives in the marketplace. It's going to be monthly hand-to-hand -hand combat versus our key competitors. And 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 if I may, Zach, that, hmm. that also means that at least between now and July 30th, um, before the FTC rules, the CARS rules go into effect, that dealers will, will um, continue to operate in the bait-and-switch sphere of advertising, uh, yeah. where they will advertise on the Internet prices that they are <laughs> not uh, willing to actually sell the vehicle for, or uh, prices that don't include dealer installed accessories or, you know, when I got out of the business, I mean, dealers oftentimes advertise the price plus the, uh, plus the destination charge to get it there. So, you know, they would conveniently leave off that $1,500 uh, destination charge. You know, well, that, that that's pretty bogus because, well, yeah. that, that has to go into it. So yeah, don't be surprised if over the next seven months, that that some of the old tactics rear their ugly heads some more of bait and switch advertising and uh, dealer installed accessories and hidden fees and all that nonsense. Let's jump back to the chat pops. We got a lot to cover in about the next 10, 15 minutes. We've got here from Benzo. Thank you, Thank Benzo, you, for Benzo. the contribution. Thanks to CarEdge and binge watching your channels over the past two months. I was able to negotiate with confidence and get a Kia Telluride SX Pro below MSRP. Nicely That's a hell of a done. deal. Nicely That's a hell done. of a deal. 
Well, Telluride at MSRP are a good deal. Telluride's below MSRP, especially that trim. That's awesome. But we Congrats. do know, we do know from looking at the information from sales in, in December in the last quarter that Telluride sales were down in December. Okay. Um, which is surprising. The Sportage and, and the Telluride, their sales were down year over year. Now, the Sportage, I could understand um, because when we were in St. Martin, we rented one. And St. Martin's just a small island. It's a little hilly, but, you know, it's not like you're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or anything. But that that damn thing couldn't make it up the hill that, that our <laughs> rental house was on. Um, so that doesn't surprise me that the Sportage sales have dropped. But the Telluride, that yep. does surprise me. We've got here, Dad, from Nick. Nick, thank you for the contribution. We appreciate it. Looking at thank a 2022 you, F-150 trimmer, when communicating with dealers, what is the best strategy to negotiate a truck listed from sixty dollars to $65,000 down to $50,000 out the door based on Vroom driveway Carvana estimates of 48000 Nick, do not want to burst your bubble. You are not going to be able to get a dealer to come down $15,000 because the, the unfortunate reality here, even though the used car prices that you're getting from Vroom driveway Carvana are 48000 which is a very valid approach. If the advertised price is sixty grand, that's not including your taxes and registration and uh, likely the dealer dock fee as well. And so realistically, that $60,000 price is a $66,000 OTD. You're not going to get $16,000 delta on a, on a $60,000 car. Maybe you're going to get them to come down 10%. That'd be a, that'd be a huge win. That'd be $6,000. So I think there's some, some price expectations here that, that need to go into it and understand that used car prices have been falling pretty rapidly. So maybe now's not the right time to buy a used car. Maybe wait another couple of weeks or months as used car prices, wholesale used car prices catch up to retail. That's my take on this, Pops. What's your take? Well, you know, I, I, I believe that you have maybe six weeks on the used car side of things to be able to work deals. And once you get to the middle of February, then the dealer starts saying to himself, well, we're just about in tax season. We might yeah. as well just hold on to it because once tax season hits, um, used car sales go up again. So you, you've got maybe six weeks, but I, I, I thoroughly agree with Zach. They're, they're not, you know, you, you have to remember that whatever the agreed upon selling prices, you, you then have about 10% in fees, sales tax, title, registration, all that, that you then have to add. So you're not getting a $60,000 truck with fees that's $66,000. They didn't leave themselves $16,000 margin in the vehicle. Um, you know, it, did they, did they have $5,000 margin in the vehicle? Probably. But $15,000, $16,000? Probably not. So here's, here's a good example. Here's a good example. Let's let's pull well, it up on the screen. Though. If yeah. if I if I may, um, I, I think I saw somewhere that average used car gross profits in December were around seventeen hundred and fifty dollars per vehicle. Okay, new car gross profits were about thirty five hundred dollars per vehicle. So. Figure it out if they're if on average dealerships are making under two thousand dollars profit on a used vehicle, 
Well, I, I guess there really isn't $16,000 for him to take off to get to that $50,000 out the door number. Yeah, exactly. And I want to pull up an example. Car dealership guy over on Twitter, or X, excuse me, posted this just yesterday. Did you see this, Dad? I did not. So this is a salesperson's new car sales from last month on the East Coast. You can see that over here. First column is profit on yes. new cars on the front end. And the, and the uh, second column is back end gross profit. I so think that would a be great finance. Yeah. Finance. Yep. So yeah. that would be finance reserve. That would be uh, warranty products, all that fun stuff. Yes. When people give us a hard time at Car Edge for selling extended warranties, look at this chart, gang. We do not make, I want to be very clear, we've had a flat markup on our extended warranties. $600. That's what we make when we sell an extended warranty. Look at all this back-end gross. There was one deal on here where this salesperson lost $1,042 on the front end, meaning that they sold the car for $1,042 below what they, what, owned they, it for. What, they, what they owned it for. But they made $3,148 on the back end. Yes. So don't give us a hard time when we make $600 bucks giving people an option to buy a warranty outside of the dealership. When in reality, that 3148 is probably a combination of finance reserve, warranty, sales, gap yeah. insurance, brief and one, whatever the hell it is. So you look at this, Dad. This dealership, this salesperson lost $13,887 on the front end. Let's be very real about this. That does not include dealer doc fees. That does not get counted as yeah. part of the gross. Okay, that just goes not. to the owners. So the dealer doc fee is not factored into that. That goes to the owners. But that same salesperson on those vehicles they sold made $31,000 in back-end gross profit. Yeah, That's the money maker. It is. And then you look at it and you go, so for all the cars he sold between front-end losses and back-end profits, he made $17,000 and it looks like he sold about 15 cars. Um, so, so what did he make? You know, $1,100, $1,200 a car? It's eight hundred and fifty-two. Um, it's right there. Eight fifty-two twenty-five. Eight fifty-two twenty-five. Lost seven hundred bucks every car on the front end and made fifteen fifty on the back end every time. So when we look at it. this, this yeah. helps put into perspective. Is I'm so glad that CDG shared this. This is the reality of the car business right now. And again, let's be very real. There are other profit centers, doc fees, but that doesn't go to the salesperson or the sales no. manager. That's just a freaking owner making a profit on every car that goes through. Or, that pays the or, utility bill, you know. Or as Igor always reminds me, that's the yacht fee. That That's the pay for the dealer's yacht. Um, you know, because the sales manager doesn't participate in that. The general manager doesn't participate yacht in that. Fee. Yeah, that is, that, is, that is straight, pure profit that goes directly to the, uh, to the owner, typically. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... <sighs> yeah, somebody's got to pay for the gas that goes in that yacht. Yeah, jeez, yeah. I hate, Marine I hate that. Marine fuel is expensive. Yeah, I want to be, I want to be clear though. When you look at Car Edge for the Mazdas that we're selling on uh, CarEdge.com, everything there are no additional fees. All everything is right there. That is the price right up front. Outsider reviews. Thanks for the uh, contribution. Happy to be able to help. Let's come here, Dad, to Ashley, and then we got to do our favorite segment of the show. Ashley says. Thank you, Dre and Zach, and the entire Carriage community and coaches. I was able to negotiate 22% off my new Hyundai Tucson N-Line hybrid between OTD and inside the finance office. That's huge. Man. Nicely first done, Ashley. First, first uh, quote all the way through the process. Ashley, you got to be feeling like a million bucks, or at least 
22% of whatever you ended up paying. You got to be. Yes, 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 yes. You know, millions bit much, but yes, she should be feeling great. <laughs> We've got the voice of Ryan here saying, love the live experiments you all do recently checked. A 2015 forerunner dealer was asking 29K, highest offer was 19,000. Lots of room to negotiate, even though it's a popular vehicle. CarEdge.com slash sell. Guys, use it as a used car research tool. Use it as a tool if you're going to sell a vehicle. Get the offers. We we obviously, we looked at this when we were looking at Nick's question here. Yes. Put a dash of reality in all this as well. Like we just looked at at, at front end and back end gross margin, but like use the tool caredge.com slash sell. It's 100% free. C Morales wants to know if you can use our warranty um, if you purchase the vehicle. Also, yeah, we don't, we don't, even though we're selling Mazdas, we don't sell them. It's still through a dealer. We just pre-negotiate everything and control the experience. So if you buy the, the service contract, the warranty through us, you can use it anywhere, um, any any car dealership or um, ASC certified repair shop. It's just less, less profit for us than what a dealer would make <laughs> and a good option for you. Let's go to our favorite segment, Pops. You ready for that? Really? You gotta be kidding me. All right. We are going to kick things off, Dad, with a brand that you know yes. and love. There is still a market, although a dwindling one, for Acura's supercar. We had five. Can you believe it? Five NSX sold in 2023. And there's still a few leftovers this year. It seems like the NSX had a hot moment, and now it's come back to reality. Oh, five sales in 2023. 298 sold in 2022 what happened to the nsx man it was supposed to be coming back they discontinued it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they shouldn't have man that's an awesome they, car they 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 discontinued it um and um and the last ones they built were were very specialized um and so yeah it's been it, it it's sad that this is the second incarnation of the nsx to well, have come and gone. I I was there for the first uh, incarnation. Beautiful car, wonderful car. It is the the original NSX was probably the world's finest everyday driver for an exotic sports car. I mean, it's a Honda. It it's it's a and and my, you can you can you can run them forever, and people did, and they used them as their daily drivers. And yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, yeah, it's like the SLX at this point. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and then we got Kia, man. We yeah. still have Kia coming out with new ways to protect their vehicles from being stolen. Kia's new quote: "Kia boys, theft deterrent is for vehicles that can't get a software update." Kia is now adding a dealer installed modification which is an ignition cylinder protector that should help reinforce the ignition cylinder body and stop folks from stealing Kias. Man, this story has been ongoing for a long time, like a year now. Kia went, uh, uh, there was a viral TikTok showing how to hijack and steal <laughs> Kias. And then that led to insurance underwriters and carriers no longer even offering insurance in some states for Kias. And now a year in, we still have some new uh, modifications that can be installed to try and protect I, I, I'll vehicle. give I'll give Kia the best way to handle it. Just stop building them. Okay. Stop building the ones that that are uh, a key ignition start. Those are the only ones that have the problem. Okay. Uh, if it's the push button start, it doesn't have a problem. It's the key ignition start. Stop building them that way. Do yourself 
and your potential customers and the insurance industry a favor and stop building the damn things. Yeah, 100%. Now, last one for you, Pops. I know, actually got two more for you. I know you're not huge on tech and cars and everything like that, but I was shocked Yes. when I saw this headline. GM says it's dropping Apple CarPlay and Android Auto because they're unsafe. The company thinks that the phone mirroring programs are so buggy that they still cause people uh, to use their phones while driving. GM has opted for building their own in-house software. We've seen manufacturers try and do this. I am bummed beyond belief to hear an automaker moving away from Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, and instead trying to build something in-house. What's your hot take on GM making this decision? Um, uh, what, what does GM have? They have OnStar. Nobody wants that. So, 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 yeah, GM can come up with their own version of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto that probably won't work, that, that nobody will want. Um, you know, there, there are some things that car manufacturers are better, not, better off not being involved in, uh, some of them are software related. Uh, I don't know. You use your your Apple CarPlay when you drive my car. It seems to work fine. I can't use Android Auto in my car because, well, minis don't operate with Android Auto. Um, yep. But it's no more distracting than than the entertainment center that's built into every car. They say it's distracting because it's buggy. But it works perfectly fine in most other automakers' vehicles. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that means it's yeah. a VM problem, not a yes. CarPlay problem. This, yes, I'm, I'm yeah. Sure. But, yeah. But I, I look at this. This, this will be, this will be the on-star of, of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. They'll, they'll, they'll throw it in the cars, and, and once it expires, nobody will re-up. Well, Just and also my, it'll be terribly difficult to use yeah, and all that fun stuff. Probably, Final story yeah. for today's really got to be kidding me. You turned me on to this one, Dad. Fired finance manager files federal whistleblower lawsuit against Chicago area dealership. Fired finance manager alleges forgery, fraud, and sexual harassment in the suit. That the uh, TLDR here is we've yeah. got um, a yeah regularly engaged in illegal, fraudulent, deceptive practices against consumers and lending institutions. That's no good. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, he discovered the handwriting and signatures on the contracts didn't match the prospective co-signers, driver's license, and credit application. So we got our our typical fraud going yeah. on. Um, and then we've got retaliation um, going on with a salesperson and this finance manager. Not a good look. For yeah, the, the, sales, the salesperson beat up the finance manager. Um, and, and then they fired the salesperson because, well, you're not allowed to beat up your finance manager. And then when the finance manager quit, they brought back the felon, uh, uh, the alleged felon, um, the beater-upper. And, the and they gave him because, because, you know, apparently he, he might not be able to get along with finance managers, but damn, he probably could sell a lot of cars. So they, it was like, we don't, we don't care what his interpersonal skills are with our staff. It's, hey, he makes us a lot. He sells a lot of cars. It is such nonsense, um, especially when he brought to the general manager's attention that, well, the signatures on the credit application were completely different than the signatures on the contract, that, that somebody forged the customer's name on the contract, and the general manager was, oh, oh, well, oh, 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 well, what are we going to do about it? Uh, well, nothing until that customer sues us. Um, Incredible, man. <laughs> 
incredible. There are, and let's be very real, there are fraudulent bad people in all industries, not just the auto industry. Yes. This stuff happens enough that we get to talk about it in our really, you've got to be kidding me, segment. That I just want to remind everyone back at caredge.com, if we can help you buy a car, sell a car, protect a car, do all the fun things with your vehicle, go check out caredge.com. And for those of you interested in those Mazdas, please just go to caredge.com and then click view inventory. It's right here. When you scroll down, and I mentioned it earlier, we'll get it up on the website sooner rather than later. We have those Corvettes, those C8 Corvettes, $4,000 under MSRP. If you're interested in the meantime, just email me, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at caredge.com. You won't have to go to the dealership, talk to a salesperson, any of that. You can buy it with CarEdge instead. And last but not least, add from Richard, or excuse me, Robert. I started watching you guys a few months ago, as I must admit, it's getting old. Not sure why you do daily videos as you repeat the same thing every day. I think weekly video is better, Robert. This is when me and my dad get to hang out every day. Like, like I'm busy at work. He's busy being retired. This, like, we take no offense, no offense from this comment, no offense from you, no offense whatsoever. Oh, speak for yourself. Selfishly, <laughs> this is just where we get to hang out. We get to do it every day. So, like, the fact that people joined us is the cherry on top, man. <clears throat> yeah, we get it. Um, we 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 totally get it. Uh, this is just when we get to have fun. So sorry. Yeah, I mean, how many ways can you say this, the same thing over and over again? You know, I'm I'm fairly creative, but I'm not that creative. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, we 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 talk a, a lot about the same stuff, um, but we also break new news that that yep. uh, we haven't talked about before. Um, so, hey, you know, maybe. Maybe instead of us just doing it once a week, maybe, and we won't take any offense, Robert, you just show up here once a week. Just a thought. It's kind of like the GM <laughs> Apple CarPlay thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're the problem. Not, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> no. You're not the problem, Robert. No, he's not the problem. I mean, you know, let's face it, at times we can be boring as hell, um, you know. Yeah, but we always have fun. Like, you and I literally get off this every single time. We're like, that was fun. It's always fun. Like, we always have fun. We always yes. have fun. We, yes. we really do, which is great. Yes, and, 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 and nobody, nobody is saying that you have to show up every day. The only ones mm -hmm. that have to show up every day. Did are you hear that? Wait, wait, did you hear that, Dad? Did you hear that? What? So the car market just flipped. It just flipped again. Oh, my God. Did you hear? The car market just flipped again. More flippage? <laughs> the car market's flipping like pancakes. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Happy Thursday, everyone. Enjoy the day. If we can help you out, do it. If we can't help you out, sorry. Dad, I love you. I'm going to get back to work. Enjoy the day. And um, catch you tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to being semi-retired. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you here again tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. And uh, we wish each and every one of you a very happy and productive day. Uh, just enjoy yourself. Enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. See you, Pops. Yeah. See you later, handsome.